0: Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest is Deborah Kelly. Deborah Kelly is a children's book author based out of California. She's also a retired school psychologist. She loves helping others in big and small ways. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing today?
1: I'm wonderful, Nancy. It's an honor to be on your podcast with you.
0: Well, I had to ask because those of you who are listening, I met the wonderful Deborah Kelly because she is in my storytellers critique group. And Deborah has some wonderful stories. They are emotionally touching and so real to life. I've enjoyed hearing. Um, what you showed uh, shared with us in the critique group. It's an honor. Um, I know a lot of that comes from your personal life and also your experience as a psychologist, I feel like. So it's all very um, very real and personal in the writing when I hear it. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: So here's my question because you have worn many hats in your life and you've been a school psychologist, which I um, respect. We love our school psychologists. Um, What got you inspired to decide to write for children's books?
1: Well, um, since I'm a lifelong educator, Mm -hmm. I started out um, as a young girl, fourth grade. My teacher inspired me to uh, read Nancy Drew novels, and I Mm -hmm. love the mystery. So I was like, I'm going to write one myself. So I started writing one page after like, oh my God, this is too long. So I never (laughs) finished that, (laughs) but I always said, okay, I like books. So then I became a preschool teacher and then an elementary teacher. And then I was a junior high counselor and then college counselor. And I said, you know, my goal was supposed to be a school psychologist, but all along, I still love books. I'm always in the books. I got Mm -hmm. my son is in the books. Always gave him books. My nieces and nephews, they got books for their birthdays. They knew Auntie was going to give them a book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I just love books. And my -hmm. sanctuary, also in elementary, was going to the library. There was a big public library Mm -hmm. near our our home in New York City, and that's why I loved it. I loved going there. And so I thought, you know, I have stories to tell and things to share. So why not write a children's book to continue that love of books and give it out to other people? So that's why I thought, let me try
0: this. Wow, that's wonderful. So did you, can I ask then like, um, how you knew, like what steps you should take to start getting, you know, your writing together, the process and everything like that?
1: Well, actually I started just looking online and I kept looking at uh, Storybook Academy. They would pop up and i go, oh, what's this? And then i see somebody else. But everybody else was always so much more expensive and didn't look really friendly. Oh. So Storybook Academy was, you know, that's manageable. And they look friendly, like they really were interested in you. So that's why I joined them. And I go, let me get my foot wet and get some information and stuff besides continuing to read and you know anything they had the library they had other authors I'd go and listen to them and you know just to get their 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 side of what they how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a creative or interesting person and want to find out things. That's why I love thrillers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So I was wondering if you wanted to share a little bit, because your stories are very personal to you, and you're one of the um, main characters that popped up in your story. Um, I know. It's <laughs> near and dear to you, and you could always give them a shout out. <laughs> so you I
1: know. It? Give out to my son, little Ricky, who's now giant. He's six feet four now. <laughs> and 30. But he says, okay, Mom, you can still call me Little Ricky. I said, you always be Little Ricky, Ricky,
0: no matter how
1: old or how tall you be. And so I remember stories of him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his adventures. He was always into something, very friendly guy, and always into something. So I thought that I got a lot of stories to tell about Little Ricky. Little Ricky in Secret Playhouse, Little Ricky thinking everyone's his best friend, Little Ricky, you know trying to tell the coach he can swim and he can't swim.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> All wonderful. kinds of things
1: at little Ricky.
0: That's great. Well, I know how hard you work on your stories and I'm sure they will soon be published. Um, I hope so, Nancy. <laughs> oh, I believe so. I can tell, Deborah, you put a lot of heart like in your bio for Storytellers Academy, you talk about how I, you love helping people, you love yes. whether it's little or small and it it shows in your writing. I think there's a um the topics you pick are very relevant to um what young kids are going through i thought that was really great because it was like oh i can relate to this i think just wonderful storytelling so
1: thank Uh, you and one that really is special to me because little ricky is adopted we adopted him at three and a half months i said i asked god for a fat baby and he gave me a big fat one (laughs) and so i just kept him being fat the doctor says what are you feeding him mrs kelly i said anything he wants let him eat And you know, he's never been like obese or anything. So he's just been a healthy kid. And so I was thankful and I wrote a story about, you know, how people don't believe that, didn't believe that Ricky was adopted because he looked and acted so much like his mom and dad, us. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: you know, it was a testimony to, that's what happens when you adopt kids. They kind of, they just blend in your family. They just belong there. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was neat. He wanted to tell people he was adopted because he was proud of that. Mm -hmm. And they didn't believe him because we did um, a lot of promotion for adoption. We were very active in the adoption community Mm -hmm. and finding, helping others find children, find forever homes. So we were always Mm -hmm. active. So he already knew that he was adopted and he Mm -hmm. met other adopted children. And we'd go on these summer trips and North American Council of Adoptable Children throughout Mm -hmm. the US Mm -hmm. and we'd meet in different cities. And the kids would get together and have what they call culture camp, wherever they were from culturally, but they're all together Mm -hmm. because they were adopted. And so they had a little community. The kids grew up knowing each other that it's fine, it's okay you are love, then that's what's most important and so I said well let me put that story out I gotta work on more of those because it's true the kids need mm-hmm. to be loved especially today even you know the kids could have their families their biological families and you know for whatever reason they have issues and whatever and they don't feel loved so mm-hmm. it's okay to have a as we used to say in the community you know aunties and uncles that weren't really your relatives mm-hmm. but they looked after you they were like your adopted auntie and uncle and we would have adopted grandparents that were going what oh. <laughs> but they looked after you okay. you know it didn't matter you were just mm-hmm. family you were part of the community and that's how I want to instill and continue that tradition because I think it's lost along the way people forget that
0: that's wonderful I I love that side of the story that you're telling that you know that there are those resources for um, kids who've been adopted and that other people who aren't necessarily blood relation they can also be family so I think that's yeah that's so sweet
1: it makes you feel whole because you know <laughs> it's just not you in the world against anything else you, you have a you're insulated with love from others and that's what we wanted the children to know about and that's why we always involved with North American mm-hmm. Council of Adoptable Children
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> for years.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. So growing up, did you, besides the Nancy Drew books, or maybe more recently, are there any favorite picture books that um, you want to share with the audience or maybe that I should be reading?
1: Well, there's one that I found that recently is, it was written by Billy Crystal, Oh, it's called I Already Know, I Love You. It was a story about him being a first-time grandpa.
0: You know, he didn't have any
1: grandkids yet, so this was the first one, and how he was eager to welcome the baby into the family and do little things, hug him, hold them, jump him on their knee, and, you know, take him to the first uh, Yankee game, even though the baby's father was a Sox game, Red Sox person, oh, <laughs> but it was cool i thought oh i love that you know Aww. a grandparent anxious to meet the baby and said we're gonna do great things together we're gonna to share spaghetti we're gonna you know you know i'm gonna take you to your first movie just me and you hmm. and I go, oh how cute that's cute so i like that one i found mm-hmm. that one i love it then of course the classics of course by um ezra keats the snowy day that's one of my favorites mm-hmm. of course Little Engine That Could, we read that a lot for little first and second graders and the Very Hungry Caterpillar, you know, all those little classics. And of course the kids love, um, you know, Dr. Seuss, of course, because that's a cool one. And I even read it too, I went to our elementary school in Monrovia before the COVID hit and they were fifth graders they're going to be going to sixth grade. And I read them, Dr. Seuss, the the places that you'll go, the things that you will see. Cause they were moving on mm-hmm. let them know that there's a lot more things out there in the world for you so don't stop on yourself keep on striving to be the best you and so i like dr seuss mm-hmm. and of course um the one i love for ricky is i always love you you mm-hmm. to read that to him all the time i forgot who wrote it okay but it's probably in his room somewhere uh-huh. but i always love you You'll always be my baby. You're my baby you'll be, no matter how oh. old you are, wherever you may go, you'll always be my baby. I'll always love you. And I go, that's it, that's right. Mama's gonna love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I can always hear the joy in your voice, uh, Deborah. And it oh. you know, comes across <laughs> in your stories. And I do really, um, yeah, I think those are great selections for. Um, people who are looking for new books or old books to revisit oh, old books. yeah those are always so much fun
1: I love books
0: so are there any tips that you could share with the audience because you know we're I'm learning to write and I think you're a much better writer than I am no, um, <laughs> but I, I feel like you have some tips for how to get ideas down and things that may have helped you out as you're you know um planning for these stories about little ricky like what what have you done to help you um get those out
1: well it's kind of like i start with just uh, memories of going oh let's say little ricky and his coaching years. Mm-hmm. you know with the coach when he we was six seven eight And I go, what was he doing? He was trying to tell him he could swim, but he couldn't swim. Mm -hmm. And he was wanting to do football and he did football, but it went the wrong way and made a touchdown for his teammate, the other team instead of his team. And the coach said, okay, Ricky, go this way this time. And he did it and made a touchdown for his his team. So we're like, okay, it's those little stories like that. Look at a little Ricky, things that he was into. And I go, oh yeah, we jot that down. Put that there. Okay. Let me see what I could do with this. So it just depends. I just thought we're just talking to family going, oh, what about my niece Elise? Oh, yeah. Elise used to love cake. She'd go to parties and Elise would disappear and she'd be having a whole bunch of cake around her and just mm-hmm. messing on her face. She was three and four. She was just a mess, but she was happy. We have pictures of her with that cake all over her face. And I thought, oh, that'd be a good story. Let's write about Elise. <laughs> So all these things, I just started thinking and talking to friends and relatives going, "Hmm, tell me about, you know, things that have happened in your life or your children's life. And let me see. And I asked Lisa, Lisa, can I write about you? She says, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's cool. So I thought, why not? You know, you learn from each other and everyone has a story. It's just that, you know, I want to share your story.
0: Mm. You
1: know? So I asked my nieces and nephew, let me share your stories, and Ricky said, change my name, Ma. I said, it wouldn't be the same if I couldn't say oh. little Ricky. Come on.
0: yeah. They read the
1: story, they know it's you.
0: <laughs> does so, he... Can I ask he... Yeah,
1: want he wanted to change his name. Oh, did he? Yeah, for the story. I said, no. Oh, okay. no, no, we're keeping it, little Ricky. He says, okay, okay. You're right. They really didn't know it's me. That's right. So why change it? So he was okay with that.
0: <laughs> funny. So can I ask, does he get any creative say as, or direction in your story writing? Or is it kind of like, he just kind of, and has he read any of the stories that you've written about him?
1: I. He's read them and he's like, mom, you're telling him my stories. I said, yeah. He says, okay, it's good. They're fun. He said, they're funny. I know I did that. I Mm -hmm. said everyone was my friend and I learned the hard way because you told me everyone's not your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I found, I said, yeah, you had to learn. (laughs) But he says, it's good. We can share those stories, Ma, he said, because they'll help other little people too. And I said, okay. So he likes to help people too. (laughs)
0: That's very generous of him. That's so sweet. So you, um, you know, you have a... A lot like we all do in life, you know, writing, being creative, you have family and friends. How do you manage your work life balance so that you get time to write? Like, is oh, there any it's, tips?
1: Nancy, it's not yeah. easy. You think you got it down pack, and then it's yeah. like, what? Ooh. And then I find out sometimes I said, I'm determined I'm going to spend a little time to write. And even mm. though I may say I'm a little late, but that's <laughs> when my juices get to flowing, I just let it happen. Oh, I've learned. I just go, okay. And then I'll take a nap the next day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll try and squeeze in a nap the next day, but I find that, you know, I got to try and manage it a little better, but Mm -hmm. I'm staying true to what I want to do. This is what Mm -hmm. I want to do. If Uh I want to write, then I have to feel like I got to spend that time. Or sometimes I say, well, I need a break and then Mm -hmm. I'll try and be creative and I'll paint. I'm trying to take painting lessons, and why not paint, you know? Or I says, okay, I got to get my body going. Okay, let me do some yoga. I'm Mm going to be creative in different ways. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes I surprise my family, Nancy, and I try and cook. They'll go, "Uh uh-oh, she's in the kitchen creating. What are you making? It's a Debbie surprise. Don't worry, it's going (sighs) to be delicious. So, you know, I try different things Mm -hmm. to get me all jazzed up to... You know have a balance of what I want to do it makes it easier now that I'm retired though (laughs) but I still we got to remember that I'm retired that I can have it's my own schedule Mm -hmm. but I joined a book club Nancy so I thought oh let me see what others are talking about you know and so this would be my second meeting of the book club the first Mm -hmm. one was a sci-fi and I'm like oh I'm not in a sci-fi but I read it it was different (laughs) So it makes me go into different genres that I may not necessarily, you know, seek, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It was a good uh, experience. And this one is kind of like a Mexican Gothic story. Oh. So I thought, oh, okay, this should be interesting too. Oh. So I tried different ways to kind of uh, manage it so that I can have a little, that I'm being creative in different ways and mm-hmm. then build up my juices back toward my story writing. Oh. So if I could do a little bit of different things and say, okay, Mm -hmm. let me go back to my writing now. Now I'm I'm all juiced up, I'm fired up, and I got ideas flowing. Because sometimes I get no ideas. It's like, wait, hmm, still me, still me. And then I, I do other stuff and I go, okay, it's hitting me again. Okay, let's go.
0: Oh, that's well that's a great suggestion to kind of spread out you know and try other things to kind of inform you know and kind of give you a break so you don't mm-hmm. burn out that's
1: yeah because you feel like nothing's coming it isn't sounding right it's not yeah oh, so i need a break from it and do something else creatively, creatively and then go oh look i'm ready to fire up again my that's mom funny. always said i get i i drain mm-hmm. myself and then i build myself back up and i'm ready
0: Wow. Well, I can tell you're high energy because you, you yeah, you're after talking. nine o'clock. Yeah. After yeah.
1: nine o'clock, I'm ready. Wow.
0: <laughs> nice. So because you have all these story ideas, how do you know which one that you're about little Ricky that you're going to spend that time dedicated to uh, reworking it and doing those drafts on it?
1: I know that's that's, I'm learning that I'm trying uh-huh. to see, Which one? How do I judge? Because sometimes I go, I'm excited about the, you know, this not so secret playhouse and I like the hitting the ball and I like his adoption story. So I take it and I go, let's try and revise it uh, three or four times, sometimes four or five times and then go, oh, okay. I think I'm a little satisfied now. Then let's move on Mm -hmm. to another one. I have to revise it and build on it until it seems about right. And then I leave it alone, and then I move on to something else. Okay. And then I'll come back because then I say, "Oh, I'm gonna. I should submit this one to the critique group." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for that. And sometimes uh-huh. I'll, I'll join. I'll do it for our our critique group, and yeah. then Storyteller Academy has an open critique thing, uh-huh. so I'll join that too. So I'll get more, you know, feedback.
0: It's great
1: from other areas as well. So I like that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I haven't tried that. That's a great suggestion. I haven't tried the open. Yeah, the uh,
1: open mm -hmm. is different because you work, uh, it's for two hours, but one hour you're working on your own Mm -hmm. manuscript type Mm -hmm. thing. You know, if you need help, the ladies there, if you need, you have questions. And then Mm -hmm. they put you in your critique group that you want to join. Whether it's just um, the writers or the illustrator or combination people, and mm-hmm. so you get another perspective from people that you haven't met before. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at your work and just, you know, seeing what they see.
0: Oh,
1: and, I, and I like that. So I get that too. Wow. And then I love Story Acad- Storybook Academy because they also have all these other little things that go on, meet the authors or, you know, um, looking for an agent and you can try to submit your story to them and how to write so there's different opportunities to kind of spread my wings a little bit to learn more so I appreciate them for doing that
0: yeah yeah I agree it's been a really great program I mean especially finding um the critique group um, Yes, with you and um yes. I, I love just- our
1: group this is so it's so comfy
0: Yes, I could not believe, like, I was like, how did I get so lucky to get these people? You know, they're wonderful. And they're so um, great feedback. I mean, like, yes. as far as like to make it better. I mean, yes. it's not that you guys, you guys are always patting me on the head. It's just that you're like, oh, no, but this we're, we're this. helping this. one another. Yes. Yeah. And it's so neat to have that. Uh-huh.
1: And I'm like, wow. And using the open critique, there's always, yeah. There's some novices like me and some other people, but there's only, usually there's at least one or two that are more experienced. So that makes it nicer too, because they know where we're coming from as a newbie. (laughs) And so, you know, they're they're really supportive of you and trying to give you um, tips of where to go, try read this, take this mini class, you know, so they give you other Mm. avenues to build up your, your skills.
0: Oh, that's wonderful okay i like that yeah i agree that sounds awesome
1: you're not in here by yourself thank god because you'd be swimming forever
0: <laughs> <laughs> i agree can't do it alone i mean you no. could, but I think it takes longer i think it takes a lot longer it does it's yeah. like wow yeah like i cannot believe how quickly it's gotten into better shape i feel like my manuscript like, I know you guys are probably tired of it, but I go like, no, it no. great. It's, it's really great awesome. to see it.
1: You just, it, it grows, you know yeah. what I mean? It just takes a, a shape and life of its own. You're like, look at that. It's budding, it's growing. Look at that, wow. That's what I love. Yeah. You see, I look at all my old um, yeah. You know drafts going, wow, I wrote that. Well, look at it now. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> You know, so the uh-huh. essence is there, but yes. I refined it and helped it to grow to make it its own story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, so yeah. I go, okay, okay, I, I like this.
0: Yeah, well, I'm very excited for you, Deborah. I know your books will be in print um, one day about little Ricky, yes. and then he'll be embarrassed when he goes to the bookstore and he- <laughs> <laughs> he says up the, uh, his name on the cover of it uh-huh. uh,
1: little ricky oh yeah. my god
0: i know those will definitely be in print because you have some wonderful amazing stories
1: oh uh, thank you nancy establish.
0: and so like this is going back to your younger self so if you could go in a time machine and go back to your younger self as a writer what would you say to yourself um, for advice on this creative life
1: Wow. Well, my younger self, I would um, go forth and be yourself. That's the main thing. Go forth and be yourself. Um, my mom and dad always in, encouraged all of us. We have three sisters. I mean, I have two sisters are so three okay. girls. We were always uh, encouraged to embrace our creative side, you know, whether I was into reading and writing, and my sister was more into dance and, oh. and exercise and even cooking. But I would do the writing and the art and the drama. I loved all that. Oh. So my parents would encourage us to do that. And mm-hmm. they would always say, go forth and be yourself, do the be the best you can be. And whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna wash dishes, do it right the first time. I'm like, yeah, mom. <laughs> <laughs> You would write the first time so I can I can leave the kitchen and go back to my books. <laughs> so but that's what I tell myself. Just, you know, embrace it all and mm-hmm. and you're not gonna be, you know, uh, a genius at the first time. That mm-hmm. may not be your thing, but at least you're trying. Yeah. Mom said, at least you're trying. Then you find out that okay, this is more your niche, or this is more your niche, and that's fine. But you have the experiences. Of different things that's what we try to do for little Ricky mm-hmm. and the other day he said mom thank you for providing all those different activities for me mm-hmm. you know I got him into karate swimming oh my gosh mm-hmm. uh you know besides all the sports with the uh, football hockey he even did hockey he was like mm-hmm. mom wow and we did skating and sledding the, the kid was like all over the place mm-hmm. he said but well, mom those were great experiences for me mm-hmm. and then I figured out which sport I really liked and it happened to be basketball because he was rather tall. Uh, but he was big. I said, Do you want to be football? I mean, everyone, you couldn't take anyone down. You couldn't, no one could take you down in football. He said, yeah, but I like basketball. Um, he likes swimming. I said, good. See, we taught you how to swim so you could save mommy and daddy. The mommy and daddy don't swim. Uh, so he became a lifeguard at uh, um, Raging Waters. Um, and so I said, see, you save people. There you go all those swimming lessons I gave you. He was like, Ma, I took that class, right you're taking it again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause you're gonna get very good at it. Oh. So for like two summers in a row, the poor kid was like taking the same classes over and over the swimming, but he did great. Mm-hmm. I said, see, you can play water, but you can do anything you want and you can save people. <laughs> so he was quite happy. So I tried to give him, let him explore different things. He wanted to play the saxophone, got him a saxophone. Mm -hmm. He did pretty good. He got, when he finally got real good, he stopped. I said, now you can play it? I was going to give you a gig at church where you can get paid for playing. (laughs) (laughs) He said, oh, no, Ma, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I said, so now you're going to stop? But the saxophone is in the garage. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want to sell it. I said, mm-hmm. you sure ain't get some money off of that. That's kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mom, that's my saxophone. I may pick it back up. Uh-huh. I said, okay. I hope so, because you finally got good, and now you don't want to play. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so we just like to try different things. I always were encouraged to that, so continue that tradition with Ricky. Try different things. Don't mean you may not be good at it, but as long as you had, you tried. Yeah. I think the next thing I'm going to do, try Nancy, I'm going to try yeah. ceramics. I'm going to do pottery. i will try good. that and see how that feels. I've never, I don't remember pottery. I think I had a class, maybe in eighth um, grade or something. Okay.
0: Well, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, I love ceramics. It's a lot of fun, whether you do hand building or you throw on a wheel, it's all oh, great. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. it's very relaxing. I'm really excited about
1: that. I remember, in, oh, we did a paper like okay. mache kind of like that mâché thing. Uh-huh. So I remember that. I go, okay, that was different. Uh-huh. So I even in college, I tried um, Mexican folk dancing. Girl uh-huh. was thinking Mexican folk dance would be just one type. No way! Uh-huh all the different regions of mexico they're all different different styles different you know um attire shoes i'm thinking oh my Mm. god it was so awesome so not only did i learn a lot but Uh i had fun doing it so i'm I'm continuing to learn and to grow you know by trying different things so go forth and be yourself you never know who you're gonna be my next chapter, I'm going to be a children's book
0: author, see? Yes, okay. yes, it is going to be my goal. Mm-hmm, it'll happen.
1: You know, so I'm quite happy about my venture uh-huh. that I'm on now. First, I was like, I don't know, can I do this? Yeah. Oh, man. As I remember fourth grade. That was a long thing. I never finished that.
0: <laughs> uh, but you're doing a great job, and you're finishing your stories, and they are so... um. Um they're so sweet. And um I know that this is a podcast, so nobody can like actually like see your writing. I mean, is yeah. there somewhere online that people can go to learn more about you and your and the stories that you are writing about little Ricky?
1: Well, I guess I talked to my uh my husband. He says, Well, I'm not on Twitter, I'm not oh, on okay. Instagram, uh-huh. but I'm on Facebook.
0: Oh, great. Yeah.
1: So I said, oh yeah, I am on Facebook, huh? Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I may try and post some things about my Facebook, you know, on my Facebook okay. about my stories and experiences.
0: Wonderful. So I just haven't
1: done it yet, but you That's encourage fun. me, Nancy.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that, Deborah, because you're a, a wonderful person to speak to. You offer Thank you. great advice. And I just appreciate you sharing with the audience um, your creative life.
1: Thank you. Creativity never stops. It just keeps on going.
0: Uh, well, everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.